1: Hot round. Red seven. Red seven. Red seven. Don. What? Red seven. I don't know what red seven means. Hot round. I don't. What is hot round?
0: Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy
1: Bob. This
0: is it. The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame match play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is going to work, do you? Then he pivots. Fakes. Chucks the big bop halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Oh yeah!
1: That's what we call a sack lunch! I need that ball.
0: Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Or are you gonna get me the
1: oh, ball? I'll get me the, the, oh the ball! I, get the ball. Ball. I hope he didn't kill somebody. To make the difference between winning and losing, yeah. Yeah. between living and dying. Yeah. I got a whole lot of money, yummy, plummy, bottle key, a band, It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Welcome into 11 Personnel a Recruiting Heavy Edition. I'm Nick Roush, joined as always by Adam Luckett, who is. Coming to us live from KS office, the Justice Dental of KS office, I should add, um, after attending the third camp of the week at the University of Kentucky. And we've had a, a little bit here, a little bit there. I, I will say, I think the day that we teamed up Tuesday, probably the most loaded uh, content, or not, not content, the most loaded talent at one of those camps. Uh, quite a few talented underclassmen. And then this weekend, we've got a, a bunch of official visits happening. So, it's a busy time around the Joe Craft football training facility. All of the players are back on campus this week, too. Freshmen have moved in. Um, so, it, campus is a buzz right now, like it. Nick, when's the last time you've seen somebody wear a visor upside down and backwards? Oh, man.
0: 2005, probably? Yeah, I had a good streak going until today. <laughs> Mike too, of all people. Mike running around backwards visor upside down only for a couple minutes i could not get a snag a picture oh man i missed a golden opportunity there so it's say for me but that black visor too. a uk black visor upside down and backwards today
1: oh and you know what though him being a visor guy that's bullshit. He's just showing off with Mark's around, you know, because he's got he's got uh, the best hair. the the, yeah. the Stoops family did not get blessed with great heads of hair, except for Mike. That dude, he looks like a golden retriever with those locks blowing in the wind.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I, I that 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 was probably one of the big highlights of the camp today. Thursday, light light camp. Two prominent products or prospects were two in-state guys: um, Tristan Cook, twenty twenty three offensive lineman. Woodford County, and then Gavin Chadwell. Um, the tight end of 20, 2024 will be a junior this year, who everybody's known about here for a couple of years now. Um, Knox Central, I believe, Barberville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Knox Central's where he goes to high school. So he was there after camping at Notre Dame earlier this month. So those two guys but really light. I think of all the camps I've been to, Nick, which is not a lot, mm-hmm. um, but a, more than a handful, there was probably the least amount of kids
1: was at this one yeah and i've i've probably been to oh, yeah. twice as many Lucket. and they're usually i, I usually don't do the one days but tuesday was there's so many kids there we it felt felt an obligation to go the sunday one was lighter than normal this this upcoming sunday should be a doozy um you've got the kid from cathedral coming down to throw o'neill Um Damn. yeah uh uh now, and now I'm blanking on names because we're trying to to gather names for official visits. I guess let's, uh, let's, let's start there, there uh, um, before we really dive into the, the camp heavy stuff. Um, uh, because, uh, we, you know, we, we could see a, a kid like Tristan Cook announcing an offer, um, while we're recording the podcast. That was ultimately his goal, uh, for the, uh, you know, he, I think he's got a couple small ball, uh, small school offers. That n- this was his opportunity where he was trying to confirm to coaches he's put in the work. He can he can be a Division one prospect. But as for the guys actually officially visiting this weekend, uh, there's there's obviously a couple committed kids. Uh, Shamar Porter, the wide receiver, uh, Ty Bryant uh, from Frederick Frederick Douglass. Uh Is Caden Mormon? Is he one as well? He's. Not,
0: I don't think. I don't think he's making it this weekend. And I
1: think it's just going to be like an unofficial type deal. Uh, but there's some some top 200 kids in here uh, that are uncommitted. The big one that I want to talk about, mostly because our our colleagues over at Auburn Live are confident that the Tigers will secure the services, is Carmelo English. Uh, Carmelo English is a four star uh the on three consensus has him as the number 130 prospect in america uh top 25 wide receiver dude's faster than you know what like it i mean he gets after a great athlete he's been to kentucky a couple times this spring he put out a video it was a pretty badass video if i do say so myself
0: for about five minutes
1: yeah yeah you're you're looking you're like is this a commitment gonna happen um didn't happen but Yesterday, we, we had a new guy get hired by the Auburn site. His first order of business was picking English to Auburn. And then now he's coming up to Kentucky this weekend. So, well, this feels like a, a, a two-horse race right now, one that Kentucky's really doing whatever they can this weekend to, 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 to win the battle.
0: There's also Alabama Scuttlebutt, like, that he would be potentially a take for Alabama. Like, they are involved here with him as well. This is a big-boy prospect. Top 150, Kentucky hasn't signed a lot of top 150 prospects consensus top 150 prospects in the Stoops era. Like this guy has a chance to be if Kentucky can land him being the guy in this class. Cutting up receiver, we've talked about how they've totally flipped recruiting that position. He's probably going to be a slot receiver at the next level. Um, I think there's obvious reasons why he would love Kentucky because of what they what this offense does, I think, for slot receivers. You look at his Twitter profile, Nick, and it's all he's tweeting about is Kentucky for the most part. Yep. And so, you know, NIL has changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. There's always that – obviously that factor. Right. For both sides of the argument here, so you have to consider that. Um, but the, there's palpable buzz here, I think, for Kentucky. And I'll be very interested to see um, what it is even after camp um, – and what kind of relationship they can build. But they're, they're at the same time, though, Nick. We I think we need to re- realize, like, Kobe Albert was here at one of these camps last year. And we were there, and there was palpable buzz about Kobe Albert. And then he releases the top four, like, a week later, and Kentucky
1: doesn't make it. They he don't commits get- to Auburn, like, two weeks after that. and then he goes
0: Well, he goes on some summer officials, Michigan, Maryland, Auburn, and then randomly commits to Auburn in the summer. And then we don't hear anything, and then quietly Kentucky got him on campus for an official at the end of the season, and then he flips to Kentucky. So, now, John Summerall was a big part of that. Yeah, he's no yeah. longer here. Um, but but they, they put in a lot of work, it seems like, with Carmelo English. and I don't think they're going to go quietly. I guess is what I'm saying here. I think he's a big-time prospect for them. I think if you they let us in the recruiting room, we see the big board, I think he's near the top of the
1: of the big board for the class of 2023. Yeah. Woodward's in uh, on this one. Uh, you know, it's, it's obviously a group effort. But he's in on this one. I know too, that the, the big thing at Auburn, um, uh, that I guess is in Kentucky's favor is Brian Harson is their head coach. So that, yes. that, that feels like a temporary thing. Uh, the, the, the OG recruiter they had for him, they fired him to hire Ike Hilliard. Obviously Ike Hilliard, it's a recognizable name. I believe he's an Auburn alum, right? I, I know him from his time of the job. Third
0: class in a row, too, Nick. That Kentucky could steal one really from Auburn. Trevin Wallace, Miles mm-hmm. on, bounces. Kobe Albert, they're able to pull him out because of all the instability, I think, with Brian Harson there at the end of the year, played a role in that. And then you could have maybe a hot seat situation here this year where maybe that like, gives you late momentum to sign Carmelo English. So, really, three years in a row. They could benefit by going down in not only in Auburn target but in Auburn's backyard, right?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Probably Albert,
0: Bur- Birmingham area, uh, where Carmelo's, Carmelo English is from Phoenix City.
1: I believe it's that's like, like
0: on the like border. It's a right. It's the border yeah. of Georgia Auburn. It's a 20-minute drive from Auburn's campus, and then South Georgia is obviously an area that Auburn needs to recruit very, very well every year, and that's where Trevor Wallace was from. Um, so really, you got Kentucky has a chance here, three classes in a row to really. Get one of their better signees right out from Auburn's nose.
1: Yeah. And um oh man, it would be fun too. And there's there's something about our the, the Auburn Live site is it's 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 well run and but it's also like one of those things where it's easy to, you know, they're just like us. They're 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 homers and so it's easy to kind of hate him. Would love to just pull the rung out from under him, you know? It would just make me so happy. I, I was looking at there's something that no, you already
0: there. have some. I know you already have a few tweets in your drafts already. Fired <laughs> right. I know you were probably while you're while you're chasing a little man around the house, and know, know your brain was probably racking trying to come well, up with some of those.
1: What's um what's also interesting too? You just we talked about the hot seat thing. There's a guy who. You know, everybody's got their own advanced stats. And there was some dude who put out the percentage chances of going undefeated in a graphic, and Auburn was, like, 0.1%. And in the tweet, he was like, Auburn fans should be happy going 7-5. and And everybody in the SEC country just laughed their ass off. Like, yeah, Auburn fans are going to be happy at 7-5. and (laughs) Yeah. It's just Uh, like Malzahn had
0: his press conference at UCF, and the guy asked him if he was ready to be at a job with a lot of pressure. And Malzahn was like, are you kidding me <laughs> like I, I yeah i think i'll be able to handle the pressure here at ucf
1: which by the way uh javon baker announced his commitment to ucf right and i totally forgot about Ribka. felt better not Ribka, but uh katie mcdaniel going there didn't he, i forgot to add him to the post mm-hmm. uh but I I, I I had a line in there like uh he's going to ucf to to play for the Golden Knights and team up with Joey Gatewood, and man, UCF fans are so triggered online. Oh man! Oh, I forgot the heavy social media presence. They have. Yeah, I—I I mean, they, I they, even got a
0: random retweet from McKenzie Milton. <laughs> I mean, that's how deep I—that my tweet got in the UCF ether. They, uh, I forgot about how how, uh, how they're wild nice fan the base is
1: on, online. It's 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 wild. They're a, they're a loud vocal energetic fan base so uh didn't see that coming they also really don't like if you call them the golden knights Our we've been court. the Knights since 2007 which yeah. also golden knights is cooler than knights it just is especially if he's already golden It just it's dumb, stupid uci fans um a couple other official visitors the has got a uh an offensive lineman from philadelphia coming Dude. down uh, by the name of Austin Ramsey, uh, one of two guards, uh, uh, along with Kobe Keenum, the kid that's also considering U L that we talked about last week where they had the, the little snafu back and forth. But uh, we're, we're starting to see yinzer Ginzer's been awfully quiet um, as to who he's been targeting, and we're starting to get a better idea of, of what kind of prospects he's recruiting.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Keenum and who he is as a prospect, but there's two guys really – two guys from Philadelphia, Nick. First, Austin Ramsey, 6'3, three, 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 They call him House. I mean, he's got the name already. Um, reported wingspan near seven foot. He's visited West Virginia, visited Penn State, um, and, uh, Rutgers, a few other schools. So this is the guy, 6'3, 365. And then Colorado commitment, Nikhil. To, to it's also for Philadelphia, Six six three twenty. So there's, like, obviously that assumption that Kentucky maybe gets smaller on the offensive line like Malachi would. Um, needs to add weight, right? Um, but I still think they – at the end of the day, they still want to be able to move defensive linemen off of their place. And to do that, you need big, powerful guys. And I think Ramsey and Nikhil Betran kind of fit this. And so – I think it's, it's interesting, really. They're, they're getting into Philadelphia here, into Pennsylvania, more than they have in the past. I think Wolfer probably did a lot of early work on these guys. Um, but now, um, now it's Yenzer running the show, trying to get these guys in here. And really, offensive line, it's a big week. Uh, hosting three guys at the same time. Yenzer um, wants to get a center guard tackle, I believe, in this class. Once you have guys that can play each spot, um, so you're so you they have a lot of needs here with the offensive line, and this is going to be a big weekend for it because there's these are three quality prospects they've got um, coming into town.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's just kind of odd to hear, uh, Philadelphia kid, uh, Colorado commit visiting Kentucky. That's just a lot of really spraying the board there. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, for yeah. So, yeah, uh, don't see that very often,
1: yeah, yeah, you certainly don't. Um, and who's is, is he also recruiting the running back as well? Um, I'm Kalisha?
0: not sure. some more scoop we got, uh, today. Khalifa Keith is a running back out of Birmingham. I'm not sure who the point man is on this, Nick. Um, that it's this quiet makes me think it might be like Buffano or Yinzer. Um, because Mm -hmm. we really don't know much about them as recruiters. Um, This guy um, is told over a 200-pound running back physical runner that um, that they're in on. Did some digging on him today. He just camped at Florida State. Uh, He got offered by Florida State. He's at Georgia Tech today as we're recording on Thursday. He's also going to be here this weekend um, for an official visit. And you're starting to see uh, running backs pop up here. Um, I know uh, our good friend Justin Rowland has – Reported on a couple of them. One was named T.J. Harveston, was running back out of Georgia. Um, and there's some other guys out there too. If you start you start digging in on them, so there's these guys are starting to merge, and they have to they have to hit on a, at least one, maybe two running backs in this class, Nick. They didn't get any running backs last class. Um, and no what no matter what happens with Chris Rodriguez, he's a redshirt senior. It's probably done regardless. Cavassier smokes redshirt senior. He's probably out after this year. You could have a transfer at any point. So they really need to start backlogging uh, that position room. And so finding a guy or two is going to be important. Keith's an interesting prospect because a lot of recruiting services have him as a linebacker. Um, but I think Kentucky likes him a running back. So he's going to be a name that's going to pop here, I think, the next day or two um, as a prominent prospect and maybe even a commitment down the road. So he's going to be someone we all need to follow, I think, here going into the weekend.
1: It's, it's going to be a big one. Jeff Ruby's is going to be popping. Um, I know Aaron Bradshaw, the, the basketball center, he's officially visiting uh, this weekend as well. So um, somebody's going to be there. Some big-time recruits are going to be there. You're, you're going to run into them. Oh, and last but not least, we can't forget about uh, one of the other top 200 guys, Robert Stafford. Uh, that's a big one. Uh, and we, we alluded to it uh, when discussing Christian Conyer, but, like, you – Kentucky needs it cornerbacks. There, there's no doubt about it, and this is this is a big one. Top 200 athlete from Florida. Um, this is kind of where we're seeing Mike Stoops put his focus in, um, and it's not just because he spent the last year in Boca that he kind of has some some ties to there back to his days at Oklahoma. So getting back to to where the getting was good, uh, Mike Stoops making some waves, getting a nice solid first visitor, uh, official visitor this first week in June.
0: Battle there could be steep. Um, he's Arkansas seems like they may may have an inside track. They've been recruiting for a while. Obviously, the other Florida schools are in on him. Florida State, Miami, specifically. Um, but in general, Nick, Kentucky is going to have four top two hundred and fifty prospects on campus for official visits this week. That's that's pretty solid. You get half of those. That's a good start to your to your class when you're building out a class. Um, you look at Carmelo English, one thirty. Robert Stafford, one fifty-seven. Shamar Porter, who's already committed, one ninety-one. And then Avery Stewart, two twenty. Um, English and Stafford are up in the air. I think Stafford's the least likely, um, but I feel pretty good about Avery Stewart and Shamar Porter. So you you get you know you start with those two. That's a good start. Yeah. Um, to your you know when you start building out this class into the year. Um, so I think there's been a little. Trep- there's been some trepidation about the class because there's just no real buzz. But I think a lot of it is, they're just, they're withholding a lot of information but they haven't in the past. And we knew a lot more, I would say this time last year, or this time yeah. two years um, They're running a little more tighter ship as far as information goes, what's getting out and what's not getting out. Yeah. And, and so that we're starting to learn stuff now when the visit starts popping and all, all of a sudden out of nowhere, this, this week, this Saturday, June – or this Friday through Saturday, th- Sunday, June 10th through the 12th, just became a huge recruiting weekend out of nowhere for them. When they probably knew it was going to be like that for a while. For a while.
1: Now. Right, right, right. Just now
0: finding out about
1: it. So, it and, just- and I've heard, too, that that is a – that was a concerted effort. That was a – No doubt. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, our suspicions were confirmed. And, and I think to contribute to it as well, Lucky, is you're seeing – guys like Tennessee and Louisville just, like, throwing cash around everywhere. And that makes you a little bit more antsy as a Kentucky fan um, because you, you've been the one stealing the show as of late. Kind of weird to see your rivals uh, making some noise. So that that, that, that plays into the, the trepidation, as you put it, as well.
0: Yeah, I think they're operating differently. I think that's the biggest thing. And, obviously, it's just new, right? The NIL yeah. stuff, everything's new. These summer officials are still new. Like, we're still figuring out how the coaches want to balance all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So, everybody's trying to figure out. So, that's that's it. But, like, being there, I feel like there's not – like, the buzz we're kind of getting going to these camps is that they feel pretty good about
1: – Yeah, yeah. Service. I'm not sensing a, a real uh, lack of urgency or, or anxiety over who – they're getting who they've got. Uh, I, I will add that I I got personally more comfortable with some of the guys already in the class after watching them camp on Tuesday. Uh, I was really – Tommy Ziesmer and Malachi Wood, not going to lie. Just like, eh, eh, I don't know. Did they do it for me? And in seeing them in person, I got a lot of reassurance, especially from Ziesmer um, because – you know, I would just expect a, a Boyle County defensive lineman with Power Five offers to just dominate for a Yeah, uh, and he doesn't necessarily do that on tape, but man, his his physical tools, his weight room—I mean, like all of his—I um, I, I don't know what you call it—the the like pro combine, all that sort of stuff like it—he he checks it all except he's just a little on the short side. So like, uh, he he was explosive at that camp, and Malachi Wood. He has such good posture. He just – I thought he would be stiff as a board. But he actually has got some good flexibility. He's just going to have to add on some weight. With Ziesmer, he's a striker. Mm-hmm. He's going to run
0: – on tape, he's running through people's face. He's forklifting guards and tackles. He's shooting gaps. He's, he's you know, he's messing stuff up all the time. So, for him, like, you, that showed up at camp. He was forklifting guys. He was running around people. He was getting jumps off the line. It's just the size thing with him. He's six foot one, barely, and he's just over six foot one. He's closer to six one than he is six two. He's like 250 pounds right now, 245 pounds. So it's really just size with him the power, the strength, um, just the effort he plays with. He checks all of those boxes and even. He's power cleaning uh, three thirty, like he got real long arms, yeah. But it's the what thing you worry about him, Nick, is how much like is he at his ceiling, physically? Because yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because he's in a really, really good high school program. He's coached really well. That's that's the, like how much room does he still have to grow? That's the question you have to ask. Um, because from a stature standpoint, he is kind of what he is. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to get much bigger. Um, that's the now he I think. Because of that he has a high ceiling or no excuse me high floor but how how high is that ceiling? Right. I mean, and is it a thing where he can, can he play like can he play at his size in the league? Kentucky's gonna play it. I mean, that's the question you have to ask. But in a camp setting, all that he just I mean, he's a bull in a china shop. And <laughs> in Boyle County, he's a bull in a china shop. Like, I mean, he should have thirty tackles for loss next year playing Kentucky high school competition. Yeah. Uh, that. A guy that explosive, that fast, that quick twitch with those with that arms, with those arms and how he strikes people, he's just gonna be a, a menace. Um to what's well, boils in four A, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 4A, yeah, 4A. He's
0: just just be destroying people in the four A playoffs.
1: The four A's gonna be pretty good. Uh I I hope we get another Franklin County uh uh, another Franklin County, Boyle County state final. That was a good one a couple of years back. And I know Franklin, they've got Caden Mormon along with uh, the linebacker who's got some uh, offers from the, the military academies. So th- they should have another good squad this year. Um, just and some, also,
0: yeah, keep it on, on. on. Malachi Wood, real long arms. Would you like to see a mm-hmm. tackle prospect? He's taller than Keontae. They were next to each other, and he's a scotch taller than Keontae Goodman. Now, he does, he's not right. built like Keontae. <laughs> the only thing with him, I'll say, is he's 6'7". He's 6'7 plus and probably 265 right now. It's putting the weight on. Like, that's what – because his frame's not very big. Um, that That's going to be the thing, I think, with him. Can he get up to the weight? Um, He's not a plug-and-play guy at all. No, or he's no. Even close, like Keontae was as a prospect from a physicality and maturity standpoint. He's going to have to grow into his body a little bit. But you can see some stuff there. There's some tools with him. Like, you could – like, even in camp, you could see, like, on pass protection, he's got – you know, he's athletic enough on the, on the kick steps and he's got those long arms um, where he's going to be able to kind of – if he can land – if he can get strong punches, he's going to be able to um, – had you know have his way with some edge rushers, uh, but it, for him it's all about getting bigger and stronger. Uh, but he his body type looked different than I thought it would look. Uh, when I watched him on tape, I wasn't expecting a guy that looked like he could play. I mean, I'm like he should be playing in a MAC basketball game. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Unsize five man. I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't expecting that. Like he put like he was he was well put together, um, lean. But I just. He's six seven plus. Said, just how much more weight can he hold? I guess is my, um, it's just my question. There. But that's why they get paid the those nutrition folks get paid the big bucks for weight. Oh yeah, weight a lot. A
1: lot of waking up and eating PB and J's in the middle of the night. You know,
0: right. Um, well,
1: for him, if he can get up
0: to three hundred five, three hundred ten, and move like he's moving now, then he, then your eyes will start to pop. Then you're like, oh, we might have something here. So I think the ceiling is really high with Malachi Wood. I think right now. if the ceiling's higher for him, I would think, than anyone else in the class um, if, it, if it hits for him because of, because of some of the traits he has with the long arms, with the length, uh, with the positional athleticism. If you add weight to that, then you really could have something.
1: Uh, let's, uh, let's go through – I, I want to talk about some of the current cats, but we've been doing all recruits. Let's run through a few underclassmen real quick. Uh, the Brian Robinson kid, he's going to be a stud. Uh, he was going up against Wood on that Tuesday. Youngstown guy. Yeah, that was young- from
0: at Brian Robinson and Wood. was fun to watch them go at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's, he's from Youngstown. All the Youngstown assistants are already all over. Marrow got the second offer out there right after, I think it was Akron. Uh, but Delane McCullough is recruiting him at Notre Dame. Clink Scales recruiting him at Michigan. He's on a camp at Georgia and Alabama. The kid has the, you know – 82 inch wings wingspan, uh, good athlete who was playing quarterback, but you know a year ago. So he he's pretty new. to This got a ton of potential. He's gonna and get a ton of offers.
0: This kid is gonna be he's huge, six like three two sixty five when he's you know probably close to that when he's a freshman in college.
1: Yeah, like
0: he's got when you look for edge prospects, this is kind of the guy you're looking for. Six two, six three, six four, good size arms. Um, can hold weight, can play with power to speed or speed to power when he rushes off the edge. And that's what this kid has. Um, you, you can see him strike and be able to hold up potentially in run fits. He also got the athleticism the bend and turn the corner and pressure the passer. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a premium prospect in 2024. Um, I, w- I would assume top 150, top 200 type. Now, yeah. he goes to that high school, Austin Town Fitch. Um, which is in the Youngstown? That's, that's somewhere they've never really recruited. I don't think they've gotten the guy from that high school.
1: Well, just Ursuline and uh, Colonel Moody. Right. Uh, and uh,
0: Harding with Lynn.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so also, just a
0: different, different, different spot, but obviously those, you know, that's going to be a huge target for Arrow, right? In 2024. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, yeah. This big, is guy they really, really want.
1: Yeah. This is a big one. Uh, Brad White's also, uh, of course, involved in that one. It was funny, like when I, when I, when I called him uh, Thursday morning, when he picked up the phone, his voice was so like deep and raspy. I thought I was talking to his dad. <laughs> Just, I mean, it's, uh, Brian. He's like, yeah, this is this, this is me. Uh, I was like, oh wow. Uh, but good kid who uh, got a bright future wherever he ends up. And that's um, the best
0: part about these camps is we get to learn about some of these 2024 guys that weren't, that we mm-hmm.
1: weren't. Even Boo, Boo Carter, that kid from Chattanooga. Holy crap. Great athlete. I mean, he has the, the stop, start and acceleration. And that's just, that's, that's the thing like it just the next, because there's some kids out here who you like, you know, this kid could end up being a decent college football player, but then you see the difference when you see a guy like Boo Carter who can just, you just,
0: m- yeah, there, especially he, at receiver, you just know. Open camp 2019, open practice 2019 went out there. Bolton's just different yeah. than the other guys. Um, last year, Wandale was just different. Then you really see it in the skill talent when they're playing, when these guys have to play in space,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, you see it and how life. they can create separation too. Cause that, that was the thing. And I mean, I know there wasn't, there was some quality defensive backs there. There wasn't any other, you know, comparable top 200 guys, but his ability to just, Get a foot on somebody and, like, not even let the other guy get a hand on him. You know, like that, that's when you're just dealing with some sort of freakish and he was the best.
0: He was the best defensive back in the class, too. There's going to be some schools that maybe like him at defensive back more.
1: Yeah. 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 He's
0: just, he's a dude. Um, he's already in the top, I think, the top 150, top 200 mm-hmm. there in 2024. Uh, he's going to be a guy that a lot of people are in on it. Michigan State and Kentucky um, mm-hmm. um, look like big schools. Um, out early on him, but that it's still a long way to go on that
1: recruitment. There was a and so there was there ahead. was another kid, um, and Tyler shared it with us who was like a top 150 recruit or whatever that came up with him, and I didn't even recognize him because this Boo Carter kid was so much better than everybody. <laughs> you know, you know, like, uh, I mean, he 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 was impressive. He was catching passes from Cutter Bowley, who just transferred from uh, Lexington Christian, and look at. It, he, he was, he was putting the ball in the right spots. He was he was putting the ball on target. Uh, What's good for for a young kid who just finished his freshman year of high school?
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to like with Cutter here. Um, he's six three six four looks like a quarterback. Um, he's
1: got a mop he's got head a, haircut. He's got yeah. a frame.
0: He's really gonna grow into you didn't really see the ball, the, it didn't pop off his hand, and there wasn't, like, a lot of velocity on his throws. But when he went vertically, he had really good ball placement and accuracy on those throws. That was what I wanted to see. Like, he can stretch the field with his arms, and he can put the ball accurately on people. Um, and that other stuff will come, and he'll grow into his frame. But he's a guy, Nick. If it, everything hits for him, like he's got potential to be a top one hundred prospect, one of the better quarterbacks in the country, like in it, elite eleven. In the twenty twenty five,
1: you know, you know who he reminds me of. Like it is, uh, I mean, frame does all the seven on seven stuff well. It's he, he, he's a uh, he's like Mac Jones, man. <laughs> it's just like Mac Jones. Yeah. Mike Jones with a a better haircut, so uh, we'll we'll see how he develops. Um, there was a couple of kids on Sunday that were talented to 2, running back from Ohio um, that that I want to watch. He he, uh, Sam Williams Dixon, outside zone guy, so he's a scheme fit, good in space. Want to see how he performs as a junior. Uh, he was the one who said that talking to Vince Mara was like talking to God, and you know what? I can certainly imagine Vince voicing over doing some voiceover work. You know, he he's got that deep voice. Uh, That was a bad Vince impression, but uh, take it, leave it, do whatever you want with it. Uh, The other one, though, that is going to be a huge recruit is Amari Williams. I mean, he just finished his freshman year. He's got a long way to go. But, I mean, he looked like a basketball player out there, really shot up like a bean pole. doesn't have a position as of yet, but he's going to be able to do a lot of things on the football field. And it's good that his dad's Mo Williams. It's good that Mike Stoops was the second one to offer him. Um, so Kentucky in a good spot for a kid who's, who still has a, a ways to go in his recruitment.
0: Yeah. Um, that was kind of, I didn't get to see him on Sunday, but he was kind of the talk of that camp. And another thing on Tuesday, Nick, uh, they had a lot of kids from Florida. there, over 20, a ton from Orlando. Um, we don't have to dive too deep into this. Um, but they haven't recruited that Orlando-Tampa area, Central Florida, since really Chad Scott left after the 2015 season. They dabbled in South Florida. But other than that, they've not really gone into Central Florida as much. I think that's changing now with Mike Stoops. I think he's going to get them in there. Um, they had multiple kids from Orlando on campus Tuesday. You won't see in 2023, but 2024, 2025, expected. Mm-hmm. A handful of Central Florida kids to be committed to Kentucky. That's area they've got JoJo jo Kemp, Jeff Badett, Blake McLean, yep. um, Kenneth Horsey's from that area. Juice, yeah, Garrett Juice, John. A lot of quality players out of that area, and I think that's an area they're, pro- they're going to try to get back into with Mike Stoops. So, just something to monitor moving
1: forward. We'll certainly do that. Um, last but not least. We got to have a looks-good-in-shorts report. Seen a lot of guys. Um, But first, Chris Rodriguez. We saw him at a camp. So, look at over the last week, we had – at least I had. I I don't know if you can speak the same, but I had heard, like, you know, we might actually be able to get our our arms around this thing and and be able to – might be, you know, there's there, there's some hurdles here to whatever Chris's situation is, but it sounds like it's not something that they can't handle. Uh, and after seeing Chris, after are talking to some people, I, I know the worries that his season might be over before it starts. I think those are no, – that's no longer the case. I I, I think he's going to play at some point in 2022. How good or when, that that's up in the air. But I, I am more confident that he's going to be available to play in 2022. DVD. We're just going to have to
0: wait it out here. But the closer we get to media days and nothing there makes it you think like he is going to be on the team in some capacity um, because Stu's going to get peppered with those questions and they're going to have to have – build an answer. And I would assume if he's staying, the answer is, you know, we're handling that in-house, but Chris Rodriguez is a member of the team, yada, yada, yada.
1: Yeah. And I would think too, Luckett, that he would not – Wait until getting there to let that cat out of the back. I mean, no right. pun intended, but that just feels like something you'd talk about sooner rather than later. Just so that isn't the only thing you're talking about. You don't want to make your SEC media day no, like, appearance it, all about Chris to Rodriguez on
0: through the cycle already, right. where you get down there in the huge, the biggest cycle of the year. But yeah, right. I mean, well, I mean, there was some It seemed like to be some some positivity about that that. It's, he's going to potentially be on the field, but we don't know. We're all yeah, we're all yeah. playing the waiting game.
1: We're still playing the waiting game. But as for the rest of the guys, they're back on campus. All right, I'm just uh, let's go back and forth, uh, dudes. That you saw active players who you're like, damn, dude looks good in shorts. I'll let you get first dibs like it. Uh, we're gonna uh, two together.
0: Eli Cox and Tayshawn Manning are just barrel chested. -hmm. Like they look like they look like the centers and guards you see at like the combine. You know what I'm saying? Like they just look like that. Those are the guys that are supposed to stop these bull rushers in the NFL. Um, So those two, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about that. Just that interior offensive line. Well, that's about tackle. But I I think guard, center, guard—they're going to be really, really good.
1: That, that those were, I want two together too. It's to, uh, a couple of roommates, Jagger Burton and David Walliball. Yeah, Jagger, right? Jagger looks like he should be lifting uh, weights for the Soviet Union in the 1984 Olympics.
0: Nick, like when you were a little kid, did you watch those strongman competitions
1: on ESP? Oh, yeah, time? were they yeah. lifting up just the giant concrete rocks and stuff? Yeah. Like, or he looks like. Pulling the semi, yeah. I mean, he, his freaking neck is out there, and he's wearing the real shorty shorts with his thighs all hanging out. Like Magnuson, they all got like (laughs) little burly names, Uh, yeah. And then Wallaball, Wallaball was always, I was always thought he was a little white in the trunk, but he's, he's been definitely been hitting the squats. Um, and and I think, like it, I think some of their. He's ended up playing a lot for them this year. I have he, I have a feeling he's going to end up being their third tackle, rotating in at left quite a bit, and then may, maybe sprinkled in, peppered at right some too, if Jeremy Flax ever goes down.
0: Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption as we stand right now.
1: All right, who who else do you think look uh, good in shorts out there?
0: I'm trying. I saw Will Levis today. Look good. Um. Let's see here. I'm trying to think who else I saw out there. Jordan. Um, I got one. Jordan Lovett, man. Like he he was standing. I He was standing today next to Isaiah Cummings and he was right. I mean, Isaiah Cummings is just a little bit taller than him. Like Lovett's a legit 6'2", 200 plus pound safety prospect.
1: Wow. Well, nice.
0: Like that is, and he has like, we saw some of the speed, closing speed he had during the spring game. He's a guy I think to ha- have some real excitement about.
1: Well, And I'm going to piggyback on, and and if you're noticing a theme, it's because these guys have spent a year in a college weight program and they've they've, they've matured from 18 to 19, 20. You know, Lavelle Wright, who um, will be getting a lot of reps in Chris Rodriguez's absence, he was a power runner. Like, between the tackles is where his bread and butter was at North Harden High School. He looks like he can withstand the the physicality uh, between the tackles and the Southeastern Conference out. He, he's he, a 200 plus pound back. He was looking good. Uh, Ox, somebody told me Ox is 270. He's the skinniest 270-pound person I've ever seen. Like How he can carry that weight, I mean, he just is – it must be just 100% muscle. That dude, man, he, he, he's just – they're they're it, impressive. <laughs> impressive. Defensive line in general was
0: looking a little slim. I thought Trayvon Ripko looked slim. Mm-hmm. Darian Henry Young, that was already known.
1: He's yeah.
0: A um, so that, yeah, that's that was interesting. I thought. So we will have to see how that develops.
1: Apparently, a lot of them were puking the day before that Tuesday camp. Uh, you know, first first day conditioning. Back <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that Coach Head and Coach Hill, they don't they don't take it easy on those guys on that first day back of summer. Uh, so uh, it was a little, little, little rough on a few of them. Um, and, oh, my goodness, I have one final guy I wanted to mention, and I think it just escaped my mind. And that's going to really, really bug me that I, I had one more. It was on the tip of my tongue, and then just poof.
0: Yeah, another big one, like Jordan Wright, J.J. Weaver, um, no cast or anything, walking around. J.J.
1: No cast. J.J. looks like a freak, too, too. He's been he's been doing the peanut butter and waffles and peanut butter and peanut butter diet and I mean, God that guy, Whew. yeah, looking good. Uh, Barry and Brown was on campus too today, right? He was sporting some all American gear. I, I still, uh, this is not a. I, I'm going to take a shot at Ron Lemon. I have no idea where he got his worried. I've I never heard that one time except for anybody from. It, it, Ryan was the only person who ever was worried about Baron Brown not getting into campus. I never heard that once.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: There was, there was
0: a lot there. Um, <laughs> um, Brian wasn't the only one that maybe heard something.
1: Yeah. That, yeah uh, fair enough. Uh,
0: but whatever, he's on campus now, so that's really all that matters. Um, so he was there. So the, um, the twins, Dustin Keaton, Wade, Kobe, Albert was out there today. Jackson Smith was there um so most of those guys are are here now yeah really all of them should be here Uh Um, so like this is really like this week is really the start of the season to me summer workouts begin your whole team's finally together now um and now you know all eyes are set kind of on you know practice starts in you know a little over a month six weeks so you know we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here
1: Getting to the nitty-gritty. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got a couple more camps, and I'm sure there's going to be some recruiting news that comes from this weekend's official visits.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff this weekend. I think we're going to – maybe not during the weekend, but as Monday, Tuesday rolls around, we'll start to hear some things. Maybe get a commitment or two. Um, stuff's going to start happening here. Not just here, though, Nick. I mean, everywhere. You're starting to see commitments pick up here. College mm-hmm. uh, football space, some, some flips our potential, as always. Um, so, it's going to be an interesting, interesting time. It's These schools, really, they look to, you know, get a good chunk of their class done now and then mm-hmm. spot recruit when the season's here and really zone in on specific targets when the season comes. Do that, you got to get the commitments now. Kentucky's at, what, five or six? Yeah. So, they, they're, they're due for a streak here where they get three or four in a row. Yeah. That
1: yeah. could be Could be coming soon. Um, So keep it locked in. Don't go anywhere too far. Uh, We're going to enjoy our weekend. Uh, Not Jeff Ruby style like we're on an official visit, but we're going to enjoy our weekend. And uh, we'll see you all next week. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. This has been 11 Personnel. Go Cats and go croakery.
0: plus.